0: Medtronic has grown its dividends for 45 years straight, but not for the reasons that you might think. What did the company discover 45 years ago that's led to this performance? And is Medtronic a potential buy now? We're using the Select 6 analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics, before estimating a fair value for Medtronic. You'll want to watch to the end when we give a rating of the business. This analysis will be intense but worth it. Along the way, there'll be a key bonus metric that just might be the tipping point when analyzing Medtronic for your stock portfolio. Before we get into these valuable metrics, how has Medtronic's stock performed? Right now, Medtronic trades for $80.46 per share, Year to date, their stock price is up 4%. This is lower than the SP 500, which is up nearly 15%. In the last decade, Medtronic was pretty in line with the market. Since around the beginning of 2021, things have diverged. They've compounded at 4% annually, down in the last couple of years. Is this a good time to look at the business? In the last 18 and a half years, they've compounded at 2% annually. Right now, they pay an above average 3.35% dividend yield. Keep in mind, their average dividend yield is added to any gains in their stock. Well, right now, Medtronic trades $12 below their 52 week high. They're up just $4 from their 52 week low. Around one half of a percent of their shares are sold short. Medtronic is a huge company, they have a $108 billion market cap. But the burning question is, how have they been able to grow their dividends so consistently? One of the largest medical device companies, Medtronic develops and manufactures therapeutic medical devices for chronic diseases. Its portfolio includes pacemakers, defibrillators, heart valves, stents, insulin pumps, spinal fixation devices, neurovascular products, advanced energy, and surgical tools. The company markets its products to healthcare institutions and physicians in the United States and overseas. Foreign sales account for roughly 50% of the company's total revenue. Now let's dive deep into the numbers. Starting with metric number one, we want their average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. The average business earns a 7% return on capital. Looking for a benchmark that's double this can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. Medtronic has earned returns on capital in the mid-single digits, fluctuating around this average mark. When these last 5 years are averaged out, they earn around 7.6% returns in a given year, just very slightly above average, but down from the benchmark we're looking for. On our first metric, this is an X. Metric number 2, we're looking for 5-year revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth. These all need to be up. We'll include their numbers up until today, which aren't shown on this chart. In this time, they've very slightly grown their revenues 3%. Their net incomes or their earnings are down by 22% and the company's free cash flows are down by 24%. Not great to see that these two are down. This is an X on metric number two. Metric number three, we want earnings per share growth. This looks at Medtronic from the view of an individual shareholder. In this time, we learn their earnings or their net incomes are down by 22%. Medtronic has bought back 2% of its shares. These are just slight share buybacks, which aren't gonna outpace their decline in their earnings. On metric number three, this is an X, but Medtronic is just getting started. Can the business pick up their performance in the second half? metric number four we're looking for free cash flow per share growth this is a similar situation to their earnings per share Their small share buybacks don't outpace their declines in their free cash flows. Their free cash flows per share are down. This is an X on metric number four. In recessions, it's businesses with a lot of debt that can have the biggest losses and even go bankrupt. Metric number five, we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five fiscal years. Right now, Medtronic has around $17 billion of net debt. When their last five years of free cash flow are added up, they produce $27.5 billion billion worth of free cash flow. That's enough to be able to support their net debt position and have some cash left over. This is our first check of the day on metric number 5. Based on their free cash flows, it looks like they use a reasonable amount of debt. In their last 12 months, they produced $4.44 billion of free cash flow. When that's projected into the future, they're also able to support their debt loads. We'll get to our valuation methods in just a minute, but first, we need to cover our bonus. We want Medtronic's dividends to be supported by their free cash flows as our bonus. Medtronic's grown their dividends in each of the last 45 years. Not a surprise they've grown them in the last 5 years as well. Right now, they pay an above average 3.35% dividend yield. In this time, the company's free cash flows, even though they're down, have been enough to support their dividends. They're also supported today, which is what we're looking for. This is a check on our bonus. Now, what's the company potentially worth? The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want their average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this gives a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It's the first of two different ways we're estimating a fair value for Medtronic. Right now, the company has a $125.5 billion enterprise value. This looks at Medtronic similar to it being a private company. It accounts for both their net debt position and their market cap. In the last 5 years, we learned they produced $27.5 billion worth of free cash flow. This means in an average year, they produce $5.5 billion of free cash flow. When that's divided by their enterprise value, we get a 4.3% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. That's above the yield from the 10-year treasury, yet on a current basis, their free cash flows are down. In the last 12 months, they produced $4.44 billion of free cash flow. When that's divided by their enterprise value, it gives us a 3.5% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. These are on either side from the yield of the 10-year treasury, yet they're down from the risk premium we're looking for. Because of that, on metric number 6, this is an X. Don't just throw the business out, we still need to estimate their fair value per share and give our rating. Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Medtronic. This takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to estimate their fair value per share. A DCF model is based on the predictability of a company's free cash flows. Like any model in any discipline, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. We're starting with an average of their free cash flows in their last 3 fiscal years. Then we're using historical assumptions to grow these into the future. It's up to you to figure out if these will be accurate or not for Medtronic. Assuming they grow their 3-year free cash flows at 4% annually for the next decade, then in the following decade, assuming these grow at 3% annually, we won't add in their tangible book value as that's likely skewed due to some of their share buybacks. That's something to note here. If we want a 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments, if today's valuation multiples are the same 20 years into the future, an estimate of their fair value per share is around $31. Keep some key points in mind, Medtronic has had low business predictability in the past. This makes this a rougher estimate than it would be for some other businesses. This discount rate is an estimate of total returns to shareholders based on their free cash flows. It includes both their average dividend yield and any potential gains in their stock price. It far outpaces how Medtronic has performed in the past couple of decades. Most importantly, this analysis is not financial advice, it's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. In just a minute, we'll give our rating to Medtronic, but we need to address something first. We've covered the numbers, but the qualitative factors for this business may be even more important. Why don't we figure out what these are? Starting with the factors supporting a long thesis, number one, Medtronic has historically held roughly 50% share in its core heart devices. It's also the market leader in spinal products, insulin pumps, and neuromodulators for chronic pain. Number two, Medtronic's pipeline contains treatments for atrial fibrillation, mitral valve disease, and renal denervation for hypertension. If these therapies prove effective, Medtronic could dominate three more potentially large markets. Number three, Medtronic often finds novel ways to apply familiar technologies, like using the implantable electronic stimulation and pacemakers to address fecal incontinence and chronic pain. But it wouldn't be fair if we didn't cover the negatives of their business as well. Let's look at the factors supporting a short thesis. Number one, as smaller firms introduce new insulin pump technology, Medtronic may face a stiffer fight to maintain its leadership in this arena. Number two, Medtronic's devices are indirectly subject to Medicare reimbursement rates, increasing pressure on payments could hurt profitability. Number 3. Over the years, Medtronic has issued a number of voluntary recalls of some of its products. Although the fatalities associated with these problems have been few, recalls generally require time and effort and potentially legal settlements. There you have it for a balanced perspective of some of their qualitative factors. Now let's give our rating. Medtronic checks the box on one of our six metrics. The company's free cash flows are able to support their debt load. They've also supported a growing dividend. Medtronic took some hits as their business. Business has declined in the past several years. Their returns are also just around average. The company's free cash flow to enterprise value yield looked around in line with the yield from the 10-year treasury. Keep in mind this isn't financial advice. When we performed our discounted cash flow analysis, if today's valuations are the same 20 years into the future, you believe those assumptions and you want a 15% rate of return. An estimate of Medtronic's fair value per share is around $31. They last traded there in April of 2009, far outpacing their gains in the past couple of decades. When we look at all the factors of our analysis, Medtronic looks like a weak candidate for more research. Don't let that shut you down if you're interested in the business. If you enjoyed the video, subscribe to the channel for more.